I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. And for today's episode, we have such a fun topic. We are going to answer the 36 questions that lead to love written by the New York Times. But before we hop into that, we're going to recap what we've been up to. So Allison, do you want to share what you've been up to the last week? Yeah, I feel like it's just kind of the rolling off of last week. I was like, you know, it's just that time where everything every day is just a solid five. Also, right before I hopped on, I took a drink of my matcha and there's like an ice cube in my throat. So I'm sorry, (laughs) I can't get it out. (laughs) But for like the last week, I've just kind of been in this weird, I don't even know if I would call it a funk, but where I just don't really want to communicate with people, but not that I necessarily want to be alone. Like I'm fine being in the company of other people, but I just feel like it's not normal as a society to sit with a friend or a partner or a family member and like not talk. You know what I mean? Like if you go out to coffee with someone or say someone comes into the store, you and your partner go to dinner, like Americans just talk the entire time. If you look at other cultures, they understand the power of like silence while being with someone else. And I think I've just been feeling kind of bombarded by words that are not necessarily important, just like so much small talk. And this is kind of going to tie into like one of the other questions, but I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm so integrated into the Omaha community where I can't go anywhere without seeing anyone I know. So it's like, oh, I'll just go to this coffee shop and like just kind of like hang out. And it's like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know the barista. Talk, talk, talk. And I kind of just want to like, I don't know, be sometimes with with other people without having to talk. Does that make sense? (laughs) Is that too much to ask for? (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I love the friendships that allow you to do that. Like when you're really close to someone, you can just sit. Mm -hmm. And if you're not talking, it's not awkward. That's what I strive for in life. So I feel that. Yeah. I don't know. So that's just kind of how I've been feeling is that I've just been around so many people the last week. And I'm like, whoa, it's not that I want to like get away from you guys. I just want to like talk less. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. What have you been up to? On my end, (laughs) while you recover from that matcha ice cube, I'm over here recovering 
from flying for the last like three months straight. I totally just wrapped all these productions that I've been on. We did 12 plus dates. Like I went from the furthest point East Coast to like the furthest point West Coast. And you can hear it in my voice. Like I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I'm obviously so grateful. I've had so much fun the last three months. Like, I hope that comes across. Like, I've literally had the best time this fall doing all these cool productions for uh, the U.S. Tourism Board. But like, this happened, I think, in the summer too when I was traveling a lot. Like, my voice just like gives out and I just need to rest. So I don't have any shoots coming up in the next month or so. I did just get an email this morning asking what my availability was for December. And I'm like, I don't know if I can mentally handle doing another shoot right now. I'm very tired, but all is well. We're good. I just need to maybe also be quiet and not talk to anyone for the next <laughs> couple of days. So we can maybe just ditch everything, go on a silent retreat. I know of one. So <laughs> maybe we just show up with our bags. But okay, maybe that's why <laughs> both of our throat chakras are like out of alignment. Mine is manifesting as me literally choking and me not being able to find words. And yours is manifesting as like losing your voice right now. Mm-hmm. Steve, we're like, shut up. Yeah. Stop <laughs> I know. Here we are gapping away in our microphones <laughs> for thousands of people. It's fine. <laughs> the universe is like, no, that is literally the opposite of what I wanted you guys to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Perfect. Anyways. I just got back from Las Vegas. That was the last shoot location I had. And that was probably the most chaotic place in the US. Like so loud, so smelly. It was really fun. Like we had our whole team there and even some people that, uh, or one of my crew members that joined Beautiful Destinations during COVID. So like I'd never met this coworker came out. And so we all got to go to dinner and do drinks and stuff. That's also like equally why I'm like so exhausted. Like lots of drinking, lots of like not sleeping in Vegas and filming really late, like filming till like midnight and stuff. So I guess I can, that can kind of go into my peak of the week really quick. So yeah, one of my coworkers I never met, got to meet them. That was really fun. We all went out to eat inside the Aria Hotel in Vegas. I don't know how familiar anyone listening is with Vegas. We were at Aria. And then right next door, kind of like a 10 minute walk is the Cosmopolitan. And my PA, Hania, was like, oh, there's this like super cool secret drink at the Cosmo. So let's go have the secret drink. And then like we can decide if we want to just like go home, whatever. So we went to the chandelier bar where you like are in a bar inside the chandelier and had the secret drink. And then we found this speakeasy inside of the Cosmopolitan called barbershop. It's like a barbershop and you like go in and it's speakeasy or whatever. <laughs> My peak of the week was that they had live band karaoke. It was like this giant bar with like hundreds of people and they had live band karaoke. And like somehow Logan went up and did a song and then I went up and did a song by myself. It was freaking terrifying. Like, you know, when they say in life, like you should do things that scare you. Like I literally had one drink. No way that I have like liquid courage. Like was I like drunk? I like, no, I did this like fully competent that I can't sing. But it was so fun, like doing karaoke with like professional guitarists, singers, and then in front of like an actual crowd was exhilarating. And it was so fun. And I think I need to make a TikTok about it because it was so funny. Wait, this is taking me back to you winning the belly flop contest. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, same energy, same energy, 100%. Maybe you secretly want to be a stage performer. <laughs> Well, I think that's one of the questions in this episode that we'll answer. And I have a good answer for that. I think I... Well, that's kind of what I wanted to do when I first went to Mizzou in college. I wanted to do broadcast journalism because I just like... I don't know. I like talking in front of people and stuff. But I think the cons of being in front of people like that outweigh the pros. Like it was really fun to go up there, do a little karaoke, be a nobody, suck, like be literally so bad, but like have fun with it. I don't think I could do that all the time which we'll get into for sure. But I think what's interesting about that though is how many people say we're in the audience, 100 or whatever you said, mm-hmm. but you will like talk into your phone for TikTok and it's like that could be millions of people watching, but it doesn't conceptually feel that way. Right. So you're still doing it. They're just not physically sitting there in front of you. Right. That's so true. It's like similar. It's definitely your style of content. Like that's the best type of videos that you have. Right. For sure. So yeah, that was my peak of the week. Did something terrifying, but it was so fun. 
<laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's your peak of the week? Any other recaps you want to share? Okay. This has been something I needed to do for so long, but I finally turned off DM replies. And this has been something that I've literally needed to do for years. And I don't know how huge, huge, huge accounts still have them on. But the problem is if someone DMs me, I like want to respond. I have to respond. I have to open it. I need to see what it says. And then the worst part, honestly, Instagram making DMs is like the worst thing it ever did for itself. Remember back in the day, you had chronological order. People would comment if they wanted to know where your genes were from. They would say, this really resonated. And they would comment. Now it's like people will send me my feed post to my DMs and say like, thanks for sharing this. I'm like, can you just leave a comment? Why do you, why do you got to DM it to me? Why do you got to ask the question like in private? Just put it over there. And so I finally turned the DMs off from that. I've had them off on New Wave since I ever started that account. And I have the comments off on New Wave's Instagram account too. So I'm slowly just taking things away that have needed to happen. And I also finally turned likes off. I hid mm-hmm. likes on anyone else's and I hid them on mine. And it yeah. kind of feels fun. Felt like Visco the last two days. Mm, yeah. Or VSCO, however you want to say it. But yeah, we'll see how I like it all. But I think it will be good because I, my number one problem right now is feeling overstimulated and that I have too many people contacting me. So mm-hmm. maybe by turning off some avenues, it will just help with like the intentions behind the messages. It's not just like, oh my God, yummy. It's more like, hey, here's like a serious question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just some of those like little things that people respond to stories, which is nice. We all do mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, the matcha looks great. Love your breakfast. But when there's just like hundreds pouring in a day, it's like, oh my God, phone, throwing it across the room. Yeah, it's the overstimulation. And I love how you said like a few episodes back when you saw someone that you admire in real life. So maybe like if you see someone online and they're killing it and you don't want to overwhelm them, just send them to get energy. You don't have to actually say it, right? I think comments, this is in my head, how I think of comments. Say you see some pretty girl walking down the street and you're driving by in your car. A comment to me feels like shouting at her and being like, oh my God, I love your outfit and just driving away. You don't expect the girl to reply. You don't care how well she says thank you with how many emojis and all of that. You're just commenting to like show you enjoy or you want to hype them up. Because like the comments, it doesn't show if you've seen it, you know? Mm-hmm. You can you can respond to comments or not. Like I would say it's cordial to re- reply to a comment, but no one's really expecting you to. Mm-hmm. But if someone DMs you, it's like, I'm expecting a response. Yeah. Kind of like right now. Like ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love comments. I wish people would go back to just commenting more because mm-hmm. then if someone asks something that everyone wants to know, you only have to reply once. Mm-hmm. Like, and you oh, where's that at the top? And then it's yeah. super clear. Yeah. And you're not spending that time saying the same thing to everyone, like on a side conversation. Yeah. It's a lot. So that was a huge peak for me because I've been needing to do it, but I've been having the moral battle of like, oh, but I want to be like there for people. Da, da, da. And what I'm realizing is I can't emotionally be there for all, every stranger on the internet. And also be there for my friends and family in real life. And it was taking away from like me being able to like sit down and hang out with Clay or me be with my friends or my mom because I have too many DMs to reply to. And then at that point, it's kind of like, meh, we got to change something. Yeah. So if you want to answer on any pressing question, leave a comment (laughs) or just read the comments. Maybe the answer's already in there. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's all a lot. You got to put yourself first. I am proud of you. That sounds like a nice change. Thanks. It's been 24 hours maybe 48. I'll keep you guys updated on (laughs) the overstimulation next week. Okay. So I deleted my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, you just don't show up for recording. I'm like, where is Allison? (laughs) I just can't find you. You'll never know. I guess we'll never know. All right. Okay. Well, you should. um, Do you have anything? Oh, listeners peaks. Yeah. Okay. Let's read some of the amazing peaks. As always, you guys are killing it. Ellie said she applied for a job in an amazing city she'd never thought she'd get and was offered the job this week. Congrats, Ellie. That is so cool. Yay for you. Super proud of you. So you just got to go for it. Shoot mm-hmm. big. I'm going to read two. Anna W. is in Portugal on her first ever solo trip outside the U.S. She said we inspired her. So sweet. And then Amy M. has maintained a 4.0 for three semesters in a row now. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> That's super impressive. Dang. <laughs> 
Very good. Sweet. Well, uh, if you guys want us to read your peak on Mondays, we usually put up the box on Instagram. Go ahead and submit your peak in the question box, and then we'll repost some each week and read a few on the podcast. The Instagram is at we're already friends. Okay, awesome. With that, I think we can hop into today's topic. We will be answering the New York Times 36 questions that lead to love. Allison, had you ever heard of this before? No, not at all. Okay. This is brand new to me. So you can explain it to me and to anyone listening from like ground zero. Yes. I had heard of this through my friend Sutter, who I brought up on last week's episode too. Hopefully she's hearing all these shout outs, but (laughs) Sutter wanted to play this with like me and all of our friends. She said that she like loves to play this with friends. When I say play this, it's like answering these 36 questions because you just get to know people better. It's just like these fun, intimate questions that you really don't get to like sit down and chat with people about unless you actively are like, let's get to know each other better. Like, let's do these questions. So I'll read the little snippet from the New York Times. In Mandy Lynn Catrone's Modern Love Essay, To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This, she refers to a study by psychologist Arthur Aaron and others that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them each ask each other a specific series of personal questions. So these 36 questions in the study are broken up into three sets, set one, two, and three, with each set intended to be more probing than the previous one. So it's really just like fun questions, get to know people better, and it like builds intimacy, allows people to be vulnerable. We're going to try and do all 36. I just don't think that's possible. I think we'll just do set one and two is what me and Allison were kind of saying offline. If we do set three, that'll probably be a part two or maybe a bonus episode on the Patreon. Is that what you're thinking, Allison? Sure. Works for me. Okay, cool. Number one, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? This one's so hard because I want to have dinner with like everybody. (laughs) And like, there's so many different ways you could do this one. Like, do you go the business route and pick someone really smart? Or do you go like the cool person route and pick someone just really cool? So I I did two answers. So if I wanted to do someone businessy and like have a really good connection, probably learn a lot from them. I said Sarah Blakely. She's the founder of Spanx and was the youngest self-made billionaire. Technically before Kylie, I don't really count Kylie. So I feel like she's still the youngest self-made female billionaire. But then if we're just doing like a fun dinner, like go to Catch LA, have a great night, get some good food. I would say Justin and Haley Bieber. (laughs) That's a good answer. Yeah. What about you? I was also thinking that I'm like, do I pick someone from, you know, hundreds of years ago that could give Mm -hmm. me some sort of really lucrative information that would change my world? But I also didn't want to just go with anyone that's already living in the present moment because if it's meant to be, who knows? Maybe you could just be having lunch with Haley and Justin. You didn't have to use your wish on it. No. Okay. (laughs) Great. Dang it. Now you're going to make me want to change mine. But what is yours? I'm very excited (laughs) to hear what you just say. I had the same thought process. I'm like, you can really have dinner with whoever you want if you just like believe that you can have dinner. With them. Right? Okay. Yeah, like so- Warren Buffett lives in Omaha. Could end up together next week. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I said my mom's mom because she passed away when I was in first grade and she definitely helped raise me. She lived with my mom and dad for the majority of the time when I was growing up because my mom was still in school and my dad was working out of state. So my mom's mom and my dad's grandma were like the same age because my mom's the youngest and my dad's the oldest. So anyway, my great grandma and my grandma on the other side. They're like the same age. And they were so influential in helping raise me, but I was so young. So even though I remember them so fondly in my mind, those memories are so old. And like, I was only a few years old. So I think it would be really special to go to dinner with my mom and my two, my grandma and my great grandma and at my current age and like at my mom's current age and actually get to know them, not from a four-year-old's perspective. (laughs) Wow. That's so nice. Thanks. They were really cool ladies. So I've heard from all of these stories. Mm-hmm. I would just like to experience it for myself. Wow. That's really touching. I want to do that too. I want to go to lunch <laughs> with your mom's mom. What? That's awesome. Okay. Second question. Would you like to be famous? If so, in what way? Okay. I feel like everyone already knows what my answer is going to be to this. <laughs> do you know what my answer is going to be? I'm I'm ready. Ears are open. Let's go. Yes, but in a Banksy way. I would, if you guys don't know who Banksy is, he's like the uh, graffiti street artist around Europe who does those murals, but no one knows who he actually is. I don't know if they've actually figured out who he is or not, but Banksy is super famous. The real life person. No one knows who they are. I think I 
I would like it in that way because it would just kind of be fun and you would be able to be like a fly on the wall to what people actually like think about you without having to have any of the negative ramifications. But for me personally, I just think being famous in a way that's like me as Allison while I'm alive would be horrible for my mental health because already I have like the smallest following on the blip on a map and I already feel like too many people, not too many people, but I just know someone everywhere I go. And even if I just want to go to a little coffee shop, I know everyone. And I can't imagine just wanting to even, you think like I can go to the desert and no one knows who I am. But imagine being so famous that there's nowhere on the planet that you could go without someone watching you. I don't know. I just need more privacy than that. I couldn't agree more. That sounds like the perfect setup being Banksy famous, like just standing outside your mural and being like, so I'm being like, that looks like shit. And you're like, yeah, that does look like shit. <laughs> but knowing that you're like, wow, ha ha ha, they don't know. Actually me. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think if I was going to be famous, the only thing about being famous that I admire is that you get to make a good income off of like what you love and you get paid to do what you love for the most part. So if I were to be famous, it would be like the bare minimum to pay the bills, like super, I don't know, like smaller, large influencer famous. Like no way in the world would I ever want to be actual celebrity famous. Like being Taylor Swift, that sounds miserable. Like if you walk by her apartment in New York City, they have security guards out there because people are standing outside trying to get a picture of her coming out of her apartment. That sounds horrible. Like that's your home. That's where you're supposed to be able to chill. And just like people camping mm. outside at all times of the day, just trying to see you. Like I always say, like, I just don't know why anyone would be that famous because you just lose so many freedoms and just even sometimes when you're in a bad mood you kind of snap on someone like that you don't know like a barista or something and then you feel terrible afterwards like you can kind of shake it off and like that doesn't ruin your life but if you're filmed doing that as a celebrity you're done and I don't know I just feel like I would never want to trade being able to look like crap and walk around outside and just I don't know not know people and stuff for fame yeah, like I had a friend who saw this particular celebrity in an elevator and they were like, up close, she has all this acne and she's just not as pretty. And it's just like, that's so mean that's and so mean. sad. And I just wouldn't want someone analyzing me every day, all the time. Like you would not be allowed to have a bad moment. And even if you're someone who doesn't really care how you say like Emma Chamberlain, mm -hmm. it's like people are still analyzing her when they meet her. Yeah. It's not even just the looks or her being off. It's like how nice they were and how much energy they had. Yeah. And we're not judged every moment of the day on how nice you are to like a toll road worker. But then like if you're a celebrity and you give someone change the wrong way, then it's like, oh, that person's terrible. They're, they don't deserve anything that they have. They're a terrible person. It's like, they what? walked past a piece of trash on the ground and they didn't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel bad for the unrealistic expectations that celebrities it's like, have. Actually, the real problem is people being so unaware of people's privacy and personal space, like to Taylor Swift, that they're going to wait out outside their apartment. What is wrong with people? I, like, I know. Would you want someone doing that to you? No. That's Buy terrifying. a meet and greet pass at a concert where she's deliberately trying to have those one-on-ones and mm -hmm. respect her otherwise. Yeah. All right. Number three, before making a phone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? I said yes, sometimes. Ha <laughs> ha That's what I wrote down. <laughs> Especially with texts because I don't know. Sometimes I'll read a text and then immediately in my head, I know exactly what I'm going to say. But then it's, I forget that I didn't send it or like I never even typed it out. So it's kind of a bad issue. But why do I do this? Probably because a little bit of social anxiety. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No worries. <laughs> Okay, what about you? <laughs> I wrote me, question mark, a telephone call, question mark, I would never, ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Just kidding. But if you guys don't know, I don't like phone calls and I don't like FaceTime. So no, I don't really rehearse because I don't call people. <laughs> yeah, not even a situation in my life. So next. <laughs> Number four, what would constitute a perfect day for you? This was probably the easiest one for me because I dream about it every single day. But Clay and I would be in Amsterdam. It would be a perfect spring day where it's warm enough, but not too hot. The flowers are blooming. We're reading a book. We're picnicking in Vondel Park. We're biking around the city. I'm showing him all of my favorite spots. We're being all cute and European-y and I have the best fit on. And then we go back to the cutest flat, with the best view of the city. I'll stop there. But something like that. <laughs> it sounds lovely. What about you? <laughs> Same. It's not in St. Louis. Um, it is somewhere <laughs> elsewhere. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I said... 
a perfect day for me would be at the beach. We do sunrise yoga. In my mind, we're in Costa Rica. Why not? Uh, we're at this yoga retreat in Dominical specifically. And we do sunrise yoga. And then we you know, eat a nice breakfast, lots of fruit, granola, yogurt. And then we take a boat. And I forgot to mention, all my friends and family are here. Allison, you're there. Connor's there. We got the whole fam. And we go on a boat. And we're just out on the boat all day. You know, it doesn't have to be a yacht. It can just be like a boat. Anything that's above water. And we're sailing. We're jumping in the water. Maybe we see a dolphin or two. Not picky. And then the sun... <laughs> <laughs> and then... The- <laughs> okay, actually, there has to be a dolphin or I'll cry. And then we have the sunsets. But then we go back to... Actually, we're at a villa because I rented a villa for all my friends and family because I'm rich. And... Because <laughs> you're just famous enough. I'm just famous enough. I got famous for <laughs> uh, being a puppet person. What's that called? A ventriloquist. A ventriloquist. Yes, I'm a ventriloquist and I've made it big, but not too big. <laughs> no one knows who I am. <laughs> so I'm literally laughing so hard. Okay. Well, my day's almost over, but I shot, we all showered and you know, like that shower after you've been in the sun all day and like you're, you're mm. like a little sunburnt, but like your hair is wet and we're all in like sweatpants and comfy clothes because our private chef is cooking for us at the villa. And then we end the day, we all jump in the ocean at night and then that's the end. Wow. Really? <laughs> Knocked that one out of the park. Great answer. <laughs> but that's like so realistic. Other than like the private chef and me becoming a ventriloquist, I feel like that's actually a realistic day. You just got to get a boat with your friends and family. Yeah, that does sound really good. It's giving me flashbacks to when me and a few girls rented a boat in Croatia oh and gosh. all of that was coming back. And then we went to this nice Italian dinner and the vibes were so good. But like they were travel friends. I definitely don't keep in contact with them anymore. So yeah, having actual friends and family... Chef's it's a good, kiss. Good day. Yeah. Once the podcast private makes it chef's big. Kiss. <laughs> yeah, private chef's kiss. <laughs> when the podcast makes it big, that's the first thing I'll do with my money. Sweet. I'll hold you to it. Okay, cool. Number five. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Um, literally today, because my voice sounds like garbage. So I was trying to do some vocal things, <laughs> like high school musical. Brr, brr. Were you actually? I was literally trying to make my voice sound better. I was like, does this work? I was like, me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> Marco loves it. She was like, who is this crazy lady? Wait, that's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> I always sing. I actually sing to myself all the time. It's fine. I'm terrible. Last time I sang to someone else was in Vegas, that karaoke. I sang Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Wow, an era. She's free. I literally said free Britney Spears before I went on. <laughs> and the next day she was free. Like I, I'm not saying it was because of my performance. <laughs> and I, I like sparked something in those 100 people, but then she was free. So I don't know what happened there. Your thank you card is coming in the mail. <laughs> Britney's literally coming to deliver it herself because <laughs> she can do that because she's free. She's free. That's of course my last singing. Okay. I put it on TikTok. There's this TikTok sound. It's a money mantra and you're supposed to say it every morning for like two weeks and then just abundance of money will come into your life. So you hold four pennies. Clay and I have been holding the four pennies together the last few mornings and then we sing the money mantra song together. Oh, wow. Do you you want to snip it? Yeah, let's hear it. Do you? you? Eight. Yeah. (laughs) Ching, ching, ching goes the money tree. Every time it chings, money comes to me. It all flows in so abundantly from the top left, right, and up under me. Wave, 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 I'm a money wave. Money flow, money flow, money made. Flowing in and out plus money saved. Debt, 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 all does fade. That's it. That's the whole song. So yeah, guys, just keep, repeat that every morning and apparently all the money will come your way. I mean, it works. <laughs> We've been singing that and we like look into each other's eyes and we're like chanting. <laughs> like, we need this, Clay. We gotta get this. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Okay, cool. Question number six. If you're able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you want? Okay. I feel like this is a very obvious one. The body. Mm -hmm. I don't want my 30-year-old mind for the rest of my life. My 30-year-old mind is not going to be developed enough. It's not going to know enough. Mm -mm. I get in theory, I think it's asking, you know, to have like a young spry brain. But if I keep on my current trajectory, I'm going to be like killing it in my 50s and whatnot. So no, I do not want my 30-year-old brain for the last 60 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Just getting started. But having a 30-year-old body when you're 90, big yes. Yeah. I just don't think we appreciate how well our bodies move when we're young. And like when you see older people that just like can't walk. Like I was in the airport the other day and this lady had the worst, like a 90-year-old lady had the worst hunchback I have 
ever seen in my... And it made me so sad. Like, she was walking and her head was literally down. Like, and I don't know how... What happened, obviously. But I was just like, dang, that is so sad. And I would just love to have the ability to walk and just not be in pain for 60 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sign me up. So same answer for you. Mm-hmm. Did you say anything additional to what I said or is that pretty much it? No, I think that's it. I just think I appreciate being able to walk and not have arthritis and stuff, which hopefully I wouldn't get by the time I was 30. So yeah, that would be my answer. <laughs> yeah. You only got a, you've got a few years left. Yeah, so. don't jinx it. I can wood. <laughs> Number seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I was looking at this question. I'm like, I'm not giving any answer because I'm not going to accidentally manifest my death into my life. So I said, nope, hopefully peacefully in my sleep. The end. (laughs) That is good wishful thinking. I wrote, it probably has something to do with heights because it's always something that's really freaked me out. And I'm not afraid of a lot of things. Like I'm not afraid of the dark. I'll walk down a dark alley. I'll go alone into a haunted house. I'll go to a different country where I don't speak the language. But then for some reason, I get on top of something that's over literally eight feet tall and I'm like wobbly. Yeah. So maybe there's something in there that knows that it's going to be heights. Ooh, (laughs) I like that. That's scary. (laughs) Okay, I'll keep that in mind. If I ever want to take you bungee jumping or something, I'll just know. Don't ask Allison. It's weird because if it's above a certain height, I'm more okay with it. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather skydive than do something moderately high because it's like, mm-hmm. well, if I'm going to die skydiving, okay, dope. You don't, your brain can't even conceptualize how high you are when you're skydiving anyway. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to die falling off a ladder, like leaning a window, that's right. not how I'm going out. That's so lame. That sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. That's too low to the ground, but it's too high. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dang it. This was completely avoidable. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So next question, question number eight, name three things that you and your partner, aka the partner that you're doing this activity with, appear to have in common. So for Allison and I, I wrote one, we love to laugh. Two, we have the same career goals, kind of like building a business for ourselves, both very much into entrepreneurship. And then three, you both love to work out, be outside, go on walks, et cetera. Those are just such nice answers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay, okay. So I wrote mine down and I texted Kara like an hour before we hopped on. And I said, wait, is a partner supposed to be you and me or me and Clay? <laughs> so I, I went back and I changed all my answers for the partner one. But apparently I forgot this because I'm looking at it. I'm like, we have the same eyes. No, we don't. <laughs> for Clay. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> so oh yeah, I forgot to change my answer for this one. So rapid fire. Okay, three things you and I have in common. We both put way too much on our plate all the time because I think that we are subconsciously more comfortable being overwhelmed than we are just resting. We both will help each other or help other people before we'll take care of ourselves, which is good and bad. (laughs) And we both get the job done. And we're both very hardworking. If you give us a to-do list, we'll get it done. Wow. Those are so nice. Killed that. Yeah. Wow. It's so nice that we are just so stressed and overwhelmed. (laughs) I just love that for us. (laughs) What's on your to-do list? I'm going to add three more things. Well, that's what they always say. Don't they say like people, the busiest people are the ones you know you can ask to do stuff because you just know they're going to get it done. Yep. They'll find a place to put it into their schedule. Mm -hmm. Number nine, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? I wrote that I have amazing parents and an incredible support system. With that, I feel like I can do anything in this world. Wow. I put confidence that I can do anything I want because I'm strong-headed and capable. Go us. Yay. It's true. It's like, who cares about anything else? Like, if you have the right support and just like grounding and you believe you can do anything, I'm just so grateful that I feel that way. Same. All right. Number 10, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? If you would have asked me this like five years ago, I probably would have had a lot of things. But now at this age, I would say absolutely nothing because it all led me to who I am and where I am. Like say, for example, my parents getting divorced when I was 16. I used to probably wish that I could change that. But really, it led me to being really independent, taking initiative, doing things on my own, starting like working at a younger age because I wanted to provide for myself and just taking on more responsibility. And that's why 
why, and that's a huge part, I think, of why I am where I am at 27 because I had that Kickstarter. So thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I wrote literally the exact same answer. I put nothing because it would change where I am today. And I love my life and where I'm at. So wouldn't change anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean everything's perfect now, but like in five years, the things that aren't perfect now might make sense. Mm-hmm. I did put um one thing that maybe I should have gone by Allison Rivers instead of Allison Wedig. Rivers is my middle name. Mm-hmm. That's just so cool. I mean, it's not too late. I could still be Allison Rivers, but why didn't I do that? Whoa, that is cool. <laughs> Wait, that's, I love that. I know. A lost opportunity. Number 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I said the ability to speak Mandarin because I am so (laughs) impressed with people who can speak Mandarin. It is very hard. I have tried. I took one class and it was scary. Why not level up your answer and say you could speak all the languages? Oh, well, I guess, okay, I guess I interpreted it as one language, but you know what? You're so right. I want to say my one quality is knowing all the languages. So, <laughs> ni hao. Uh, <laughs> that's Hungarian. See, I, I woke up and I know all languages. Yeah, I want to speak another language by the end of next year because I know Spanish right now and English. And I want to know either French or Italian next, I think. Very impressive. Good work there. All right, what is your answer? Mine is to enjoy fitness more. I like fitness. Don't get me wrong. I definitely do. Once I'm up and moving, I like it. I have a pretty active lifestyle, but I wish I liked it like as much as Clay likes it where, or to the point of how much I like creating. Creating is great. Also super necessary, but my health is also going to keep me alive. So I wish I had Clay's gung-ho-ness where he wakes up and he's like, I can't wait to spend five hours at the gym today. Like you could not catch me saying that. Right. You know what I mean? Like it feels good once I'm doing it and I do like it, but I wish I was passionately in love with it. Yeah, I feel that because I, it's really hard to get me to go to the gym too. But once I'm there, it feels so good. I'm so much more productive. My day is so much better. But yeah, I don't have that, that passion either. Yeah. Imagine if there wasn't the part where you had to battle yourself to get there. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I can't wait. I don't want to stop and do any errands. I'm not going to procrastinate this. This is the number one thing I want to do today. Yeah. That would be nice. Could you imagine? <laughs> I don't think I could, but <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. Now we're in set number two. We'll see how many we get through, but this is number 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I made a very surface level answer here. What NFTs to buy? (laughs) Because I don't want to know any information that's going to, I don't know, mess with too much. Mm -hmm. But if I knew what NFTs to buy and I could just get rich quick without anyone really knowing about it besides me, myself, and I, Mm -hmm. take it. Yeah. What about you? That was my first answer too. I'm like, what stocks to buy? But then I wrote, if I'm reaching my fullest potential, but then this question is kind of, I think meant to make you reflect a little bit because I feel like life is really not knowing if you're reaching your fullest potential, but you just have to believe that you can reach your fullest potential and you have to sit down with yourself and ask yourself what your goals are and what you want to do and just believe inside that you can do it. So if I had a crystal ball tell me the truth about myself, that's what I want to know is if I'm on track to crush these goals that I could be crushing that I don't even know to crush. But I think that's the ever evolving battle with yourself is just to level up constantly and reach higher than what you even think you can reach for. Totally. And I think people think that once you have one thing figured out, that that's correct or that's right. But say any example for me with New Wave, I have to constantly evaluate if the inventory I'm carrying is right. Like if the hours are right, if I'm communicating things authentically, if the way I'm portraying the brand online is like authentic to me, you know, you're there's always going to be so much behind any one goal. If you even for you for TikTok, it's like, am I making the right kind of videos? Is the style how I want it to be? Am I posting enough or too much? Do I have boundaries with this? So it's not like you just figure out your life path and then everything perfectly makes sense and you never have to reevaluate again. It's like a daily reevaluation. It is daily because if you don't think about these things daily, then all of a sudden three months have passed and you've lost grip of what could have, what you could have altered or what you could have fixed. And I don't know. It's kind of why we always talk about habits because your success is built in your everyday. I don't know. Before you know it, so much time has passed. And yeah, you got to constantly be thinking about your goals and 
what you want to do because literally everything's possible. And I do feel like we talk on here a lot about like goals that seem to be like doing, doing, doing and big, but a goal could truly be, I just want to feel peaceful every day and have enough time to go to work and rest in the evening. It doesn't, everyone has different dreams. That's okay. If yours is not to like become the president of the United States. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Number 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Wow. Out of all the questions, this is the one I left blank. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Do you want to answer yours? Yeah, I'll answer and you can think about your answer while I talk. Uh, One of my goals is to open a coffee shop. I was going to open a coffee shop before I even opened New Wave Clan. I went to South America. We did the whole thing. We worked on coffee farms. We did coffee tours. We did classes. The whole nine yards. I still will open a coffee shop someday, but I realized that running a coffee shop didn't align with my current values because a coffee shop is something that's open, you know, basically six, seven days a week, pretty long hours, a lot of mornings, likely. And I am not really in a place where I can be that tied down to a location and schedule. So I know I'm going to open one someday and maybe not even necessarily a coffee shop, but like a cafe of sorts, but it's going to be way down the line when what I want from my life is that routine and that grounding. And it will be so perfect for when I'm older and have that community, but it's just not something I want right now. And another goal is I really want to go spend a lot of time in Europe with Clay and show him a lot of my favorite places, but our careers just haven't really allowed for that right now. And we're like so close to being like in a good financial place, but it was like, okay, get student loans paid for. Okay, cars. Okay, now I don't have an assistant anymore to pay their payroll. And then Clay quit his corporate job. So now he's like back in school doing that. And so I feel like we're super close to being at the point where we're like cruising. But what no one tells you is that, you know, your 20s are for figuring all that out. And I really think in your 30s is where you start to thrive on that. They make it seem like you have to have all of that done, set, figured out by the time you're like 21. Just mm-hmm. so not true. So it'll it'll all happen when it's meant to happen. And I'm not worried about it. Right. I have a lot of goals, but that, that was two quick ones that came to mind. Yeah, those are great. Right. How about you? I think when I first saw this question, I thought of all the places that I want to go. Like definitely want to go on an African safari and see all these animals that you probably never get to see in real life in the wild. Um, definitely want to do that. Definitely want to spend some time in Tokyo, Hong Kong. Like, I want to see more of Asia, go to Thailand. Um, why I haven't done it just because time, I just know that it will happen and I'm not in a rush to get all these places in. So those are definitely some of the things I've dreamed of doing for a long time. One that I thought of while you were talking that I kind of forgot about that I need to put back into my realm of thinking about was in college, I always dreamt of doing like a TEDx talk. So I think that'd be something that I want to keep in the future for like the next 10 years or 20 years. I don't care what it is. I think why I haven't done that one is just I don't even know what I would talk about or what I'm qualified to talk about, but that'll come eventually because I think that we all have incredible experiences and perspectives and some of the best TED Talks are just random stupid things that you wouldn't think deserve a platform. But I think that's the beauty of TED Talks and hearing people's perspectives. So maybe I don't have a cool perspective now, but not, that's not to say that there won't be something in like 10 or 20 years that I could share that might make someone's day a little bit better. Great answers. I have a third one. Go for it. I want to do like a month long retreat in Southeast Asia. I have, I think I've said it on here probably five times, but I've had this calling to go to Nepal for so long. It was always one of those countries on my bucket list, but I cannot go until I know my full intention of what I want to get out of going there. Right now, I like the idea of going. I think it sounds so spiritual and beautiful and like exotic in a way and healing, but I don't have a good enough reason of what I want to get out of that experience, but it's coming soon. Wow. It's just one of those things where you need the time of it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a place where you're going to go and be able to be like, oh, let me just like work every other few days, like from my laptop. It's like, if I'm going, no outside contact for those weeks. Like I am going to be committed. Yeah. And dive deep. Yeah. Number 15, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? This was really hard. I think this is one I sat on for a long time because I was like, well, if that's what I think, what if someone else doesn't even think that that's a good accomplishment, you know, Mm -hmm. which doesn't even matter. But 
My answer is because it's actually an accomplishment. The fact that I literally survived it, had a great time and was able to do it. It's probably when I backpacked Europe for three months alone when I was 19, mostly because this was before the iPhone had like maps. So I don't know how I didn't like get super lost and not many places even had Wi-Fi. And I had a great time and nothing bad happened. I didn't lose a bunch of things. Everyone I met was amazing. I just honestly don't know how that went all so well. Like I look back and was in so many vulnerable situations. I remember walking around Lisbon. I refused to go to bed that night and just walked around the whole city by myself at while it was dark, like no phone, foreign country, doesn't speak the language, has no idea the safe parts of the city. And I'm just walking along, just things like that. Or when I got, um, I was at that train station way away in South Spain and a train didn't come for like 20 hours. I was, and I had no water, no food, no phone, nothing. Okay. I guess that was kind of a not so great thing that happened, but all around, I just don't know how I had such a good time. <laughs> you accomplished When the it. odds were kind of stacked against me. So I feel like that was a pretty good accomplishment. It set me up for a lot of success later in life. Yeah. I wrote down, I wrote down two things. One, similar energy. I think one of my greatest accomplishments is moving to New York City and landing my dream job. Just believing in myself that I could wait because I waited almost a full year until I got an interview for this like, dream company, Beautiful Destination. So landing that job and then moving two weeks later to New York City with just two suitcases just felt like a really cool accomplishment and something that I had always wanted to do like ever since I was younger. So that definitely felt like a great accomplishment. But then just in general, just building the life that I've always wanted and believing in my dreams and making them a reality. And I always said in college, like I always wanted to do something that allowed me to travel and here we are. So I'm proud of myself for that. <laughs> Good job. That is, that was a huge accomplishment. You killed that. You too. And I guess another one would be getting both of my degrees for college, not because I wasn't intellectually capable. I'm a very good student. I was always really smart at school. It was the actually staying in school for me because I, after I went to Europe, all I wanted to do was go go back and frolic around and be an entrepreneur and do my own thing. So it was really, really, really hard to stay in school. Every semester I was like, I'm not going back. I'm not going to do it, but I did it. Well, I'm proud of you for getting your degrees. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we're almost at the one hour mark. So I think we can do the next question, which is very appropriate and kind of wrap up. Question number 16, what do you value most in a friendship? This is very similar to what we ask all of our guests that come on the podcast. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, and we've never had to answer ourselves. So here we go. I said being energetically in balance because as we talk about, there's friends for different seasons and reasons of life. And I definitely value being kind of in the same emotional, energetic energy vibe with someone. Because of course, you're going to have friends that are like off doing other things where you are like, yeah, we're just not in the same place, but like good for them, proud of them, or like still love them for that. But when you can come together and hold space for them and give and take in an equal balance. I really value that because it's it's hard to find friends where you feel like the give and take is one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. A lot of times one party is the one always asking to hang out or the one always dropping their emotional baggage or the one always giving the nice little like coffee gifts or whatever. So I think just having it be a one-to-one -one balanced relationship is really important to me. A hundred percent. That's so funny that you said that because my answer is like almost exactly the same. I wrote someone who gives good energy. Because I was trying to think about what all my closest friends have in common or what I even truly do value in a friendship. And there wasn't any tangible characteristics that kept coming to mind. It was just like the feeling of good energy when I'm around these people. And like the people that I don't vibe with are always energy vampires. So people that mm -hmm. are just sucking all your energy, like you just feel their negativity coming on to you and it's like taking away all of your good energy energy because I definitely consider myself I mean our guest Diddy on one of our episodes was like oh you're like the sparkly bubbly Pisces like super typical Pisces and so I feel like that's like my good energy just being like sparkly and bubbly so I like being around other people who like keep that sparkly you know vibe <laughs> within me so yeah so what I value most in friendship is just yeah, someone who gives good energy. And like you said, like people are going to, your friends are going to have tough times that they're going to dump on you. And 
100%. Like I dump that on other people too. And there are going to be seasons of your life where it isn't balanced. Like maybe your friend is going through something really tough and they're going to dump a lot on you. But I think, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, over the whole period of the relationship, it'll be even and it comes and goes and flows, but all about the good energy for me. Okay. So that was 16 of the 36 New York Times questions that lead to love. We got through 16. We skipped number 11 because it was tell your life story in as much detail as possible. We were just not here. For that. We didn't have time for that. So <laughs> me and Allison, we're not sure if we'll ever finish these. If we'll ever do the other ones, maybe we'll do them with each other. They do get more and more serious. So we're like, okay, maybe we don't want to do number 35, 36, the 30s on the podcast. It's very serious. Definitely go take a look at them for yourself. This is so fun. Like I just had so much fun the last hour. And I feel like I got to know Allison way better, even though I know her so well. I feel like I got to know myself a little bit better, even writing these down before we hopped on. So maybe if you don't have a friend that you want to do this with, sit down and journal out your answers. This was like such a good self-reflecting moment and a really great way to start of the week. I think this was awesome. Yeah, this would be a great game to play over the holidays too. You could do three rounds. You could write down each question on a piece of paper, put it in a bucket, have everyone be like around in the living room and people could draw questions and then you could advance to the next set or whatever. But yeah, this is also similar to the game that I like to play with my friends and family or whatever is just teach me about like your industry or things you know that I don't know because you would be so surprised how much knowledge everyone around you has on things that they just don't even talk about because they don't, it's so normal to them that they don't even think it's interesting to anyone else. For sure. Well, are you looking forward to anything coming up this week? No, I think the holidays are coming up. We are definitely going to just run right into that. So it's going to get really crazy. I'm looking forward to being home, slowing down a bit. I hope everyone else can get the chance to take a deep breath, pause, and I don't know, do what you want with the holidays. If you love them, hate them. But take this time to take care of yourself instead of just running full speed into the end of the year. I hope you all can take a deep breath and I don't know. I feel like I've just been going a million miles a minute and this is going to be my time the next month and a half to just be at home, chill, maybe get ready to think about what goals I want to do in 2022 and be ready to tackle them. What about you? What do you have going on this week? Yeah. Preparing for Black Friday stuff. Mm-hmm. Karen and I were kind of like talking about the holidays a little bit and this might warrant a whole different episode or whatever. But since this episode is going to come out before you guys go to Thanksgiving, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. But also if you don't celebrate or you don't have family to celebrate with, or if you live in a different state than your family or you've lost family members, know that so many people feel that way. And the holidays are definitely a testy and trying time for so many people. So, you know, do Friendsgiving if that makes you feel better or Zoom with your family. There's ways to make it feel less lonely, even if it's not traditional. There's Mm -hmm. hardly a thing as a traditional holiday anymore with how much times have changed. Exactly. So don't forget to lean into your loved ones, your friends. They are there for you. Like we said, in a good friendship, if you need something, just ask of your friends. They will give it to you. We're here for you. We love you. We hope you all have a great rest of your day. And thank you again for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying with the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.